recording to Rail 5 Scotland. You're listening to Films and Swearing, a movie podcast with your hosts Stuart Zon and Magic Mike Christie. Yo. Welcome to January. I should be saying welcome to the conclusion of January. Yeah. Welcome to the end. Thank you for joining us, Mike. Oh, yep. I was going to say all rested up from your holiday, but <laughs> you've just been telling me you're crippled with shoulder pain. Yeah. Aye. Trap nerves. So. Enjoys. <laughs> so yes, welcome to episode 213. Hi. Yes. I always question it, but I've got it saved right in front of me. So yes, it is the conclusion of our Jackie Chan January season, and we thought we'd better just finish it on a high note, covering both Police Story and Police Story 2. Yeah. So, yes, both films released via Eureka in the UK last year on Blu-ray, perfect time to cover Uh, it. Can they fucking, can they resist it? Exactly. These are now easily, like, obtainable, Mm. if anything. So, before we get into all that madness, um, do we want to warm up with a movie quiz? Aye, fuck it, let's go. Alright, what category do you want? Animated, action, classics, or comedies? Oh, fuck, just whatever. Right. Action's already open, so... Take one, you could... Take one for me, too. Just take one for that, that little deck. That's supposed to be the one that you'll read it to me. I, I'm going to read one to you. All right. And this is the one you're going to ask me. Don't don't play games like my sister, because uh, at Christmas, you know, obviously all the crackers come with a wee joke, a wee saying. Yeah. Jillian had one where it was... Done the, done the wee joke, haha. And the next one was like, uh, charades, movie, Goldfinger. And then looked up. And we're like, no, you don't uh, say no. charades, movie, Goldfinger. <laughs> and it's like, you, you, and the, oh, we just, alright, we all laughed at her. Because <laughs> I just, it was. Brilliant. It's like she read it like a question that she didn't understand. It's like <laughs> that's not how charades work. It's kind of like it's something you would kind of see on like it's always sunny or, or that. It's just totally <laughs> yeah. bleak. Aye, we should have just cry, cried at a bird. Mm-hmm. Stupid bird. Okay, my question for you, Mike. Uh, in which city does Jack Ryan foil an attempted royal kidnapping in Patriot Games? Ever oh, seen Patriot Games? Um, that's the Harrison Ford one, isn't it? Like that's one of the earlier ones. Yes, when he was playing Jack Ryan. Um, okay, Washington DC, London. I, I don't think I've ever like seen it all the way through. Like my dad was like big on them. Aye, like clear and present dangers. Might have been that. Aye, nah, I don't. I think I always wanted to watch them, but I never got. They were they were near as yeah. interesting. Because it was like 
his hunt for Red October no like kind of like Jack Ryan as well. Yes, but it's a different dude playing him. And, and Aye, it's Alec Baldwin. I think it plays him, but mm-hmm. it's like Sean Connery. Aye, and, and a sub. It's more or less it's an Amazon series now, isn't it, with John Krasinski? Ah, uh, uh, Jack uh, Ryan. Ah, uh, Jack Ryan. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Did you know um, reboot the film with Chris Pine? Chris Pine. Ah, yeah, something like uh, Jack Ryan, Shadow Recruit. And was Ben Affleck no Jack Ryan as well? Yes, and... some of all fears. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Still never seen that one either. That's got, was it Morgan Freeman? Yeah, or, uh... ah, I could picture the cover. Uh, mm-hmm. Right. <sighs> oh, a fucking easy one anyway. <laughs> uh, which Will Smith movie had the tagline, We've always believed we weren't alone. On July the 4th, we wish we were. Independence Day. Aye. Aye. I know, that, that, that seemed to be the theme last time we'd done this. We'd read it three each, I got three easy ones, and Andy got three that he couldn't, he couldn't guess. Aye. So, oh well. That was not as bad as the fucking uh, Cards Against Humanity stuff that I was sending you. Yes, aye, that was horrific. Uh, <laughs> but that's so the whole point good. of that game. Yeah. Aye. If you are listening to this episode prior to the 1st of February, there's still a chance to enter our January competition, uh, thanks to 88 Films Limited. Uh, they've given us, they've gifted us a copy of Dragon Fist on Blu-ray, and they've, they've sent some samples to us at Films and Swear, and so we've had a wee look at some of the, the cool titles they've got, because at the moment it is, was it To Kill With Intrigue? Battle Creek Brawl and Dragon Fist. Yeah. And in the coming weeks, I think it is Snake and Crane. Ah, oh, so it's something like Snake and Crane Arts or Snake and Crane Martial Arts. It's another period Jackie film that's now getting a, a Blu-ray treatment. Yeah. So, and it's a fucking great time for, like, Jackie Chan fans just so they could, A, like, update their collection from, like, your UK Hong Kong Legends to like shiny blu-rays yeah and i think they have some new special features maybe not all new special features but honestly i just like to slip out the 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 original artwork because that just shows there's just that little extra bit of effort i was kind of hoping that like the eureka ones had the it's not as interesting is it yeah it's it's just just another color yeah and then it's just got the like all the special features and all that. Yeah, and I kind of instinctively went to switch the cover on my arrow uh, on my Eureka Play Story, <laughs> and you were like, "Oh, Aww. it's just the same, but yeah. it's a different. It's, it's it's white instead of yellow." I mean, you got a booklet in it. Yeah, so the booklets are actually quite nice. I do like how they give you your cast details, yeah. character um, names, and some original at posters. Of, <clears throat> at the end of this, I'll whip out the Mammoth Waterworld. Ah yes, aye, that behemoth. So yes, uh, uh, you're all wondering how the fuck do I enter this January competition? Stop talking about Blu-rays. Um, just send us a tweet. Go on Twitter at FAS Podcast. Tell us the name of your favourite Jackie Chan film and hashtag it January. Do you remember that one gorgeous he done? Yes, I bought that on DVD. <laughs> I was, I, I reckon why I always remember it had like a really like the artwork for the like for the DVD or the video, like always like intrigued me. But the film just it's, didn't they? Yes, ah, uh, it's kind of like Kung Fu Yoga. Mm, well, that's it. I think the cover looks quite serious, 
And then when you come to watch the film, it's it's almost like a romance. Yeah, but it's, like I was saying, it's like the um, when DVDs first come about, and they had the the four films on one disc. Aye, and they had like films that like had like maybe like Jackie Chan and like one tiny wee secondary role. Yeah, and that would be blasted all over the cover. Exactly. Let's see what I'm trying to think. There's all, there's still several Jackie Chan films that yeah. sorely lack a Blu-ray release. Yeah, um, I reckon like, I was looking at some people's answers like they were given, like their responses. Yes, people need to fucking like actually like look at some of his original Hong Kong stuff. Aye, dig a little deeper. Aye, I I was surprised to see how many folk really appreciate uh, Rush Hour. Ah, uh, I mean, like, like, I I do enjoy Rush Hour, but I think some of his like stuff like like Play Story and like fucking um, like. Oh, what was the fucking... Oh, what was the project day? Oh, City on Fire. Uh, City, City no. Hunter? Where no, what was, no, what was the one? I City on Fire is the Chow on Fat one. Aye, oh, there was another one. It was someone on fire. And it was fucking... It was like in a prison. Oh, Island of Fire. Aye. Yeah. <clears throat> that, I quite liked that one as well. Aye. That's an interesting film to watch if you watch it with um, Cool Hand Luke. It's one of those ones that I, uh, my, I watched in reverse order. I watched Island of Fire loads of times and then I watched Cool Hand Luke and it's the same fucking film. Uh, and what, it's like Paul Newman? Yeah. Oh. Aye, so many uh, elements for that film. Like, even for the... When they're all working in the fields and a, a woman's washing her car and she's sitting washing her... It's like her big soapy tits are against the, the windy screen. Uh, like, it's almost shot for shot. And Cool Hand Look is the same in fucking Island of Fire. Uh, I literally, I was like, hands in my head going, oh my god, Hong Kong really did rip off some films. <laughs> and Island of Fire is definitely one of those more obscure and fucking darker films out there. It's because they, they all get killed, eh? they all yeah. get shot. It's like the government want to make sure they, <laughs> there's no survivors. It's a dark one. Yeah. But. Yes, yeah, I mean, the man's done a hundred films, so... I know. No. I think, like, any, I've, I've not watched any recent stuff. Mm-hmm. The Foreigner probably would be his ah, most The Foreigner recent. was probably his, the most recent one I watched, and I thought it was really, like, surprisingly good for it being a Netflix production. Aye. And he seems to be doing one with John Cena, because I've always heard John Cena on social media talking about he's been doing this film with Jackie Chan. It's like, when is... Because there's nothing, there's very little details of this film out. And he yeah. does have a new film coming out in February, but it does not look like it's a full-on like Hong Kong fantasy aimed for like Chinese yeah, New Year it audience. Be, it must be easily in his 60s now. Aye, oh, well in there. Aye. He could be mid going on late. And he's just like had a, a new biography released as well. Uh. And I'm quite tempted. I'm, it's just a shame that there's no an audible... Like, yeah. sure, fair enough, maybe not Jackie Chan having to read the whole book, but I would still appreciate hearing the book, because it will take me a fucking age to read a book. Mm. So, yes. Uh, so, again, if you want to enter our January competition and win a copy of Dragon Fist on Blu-ray from 88 Films, go on Twitter at FAS Podcast, send us a tweet with the hashtag January, telling us your favourite Jackie Chan film. The winner will be chosen at the beginning of February. And that's it. Yeah.
So, uh, did you say you wanted to talk about Spider-Man? Ah, oh, just because this is the, the first time we've, we've spoke spoken this, about yeah. three weeks. So, Aye. just a few things have kind of happened. So you had the Oscar nominations as well was a big one this week. It was. Aye, there's... It's, I mean, looking back, I did say the other day that I like, wanted uh, Adam Driver. Mm-hmm. Fucking Sam Elliott's in the same category, yeah. He is, eh? And it's like, oh, like, I do really like a bit of Sam. Like. I, I haven't watched A Star Is Born yet. Because uh, that's that's the, the film he's yeah, nominated for, isn't I, he? Yeah. Yeah. When looking at the best pictures, I think I'm already halfway through the list. They've seen them, like. Because uh, I think it was 10 films. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm certain I've seen five of them. Like Vice, the favorite. Favorite that was that like period from where like Emma Stone and yes, uh, uh, Olivia S- Coleman, Rachel. No, she's another very similar uh, yeah. film. So that's it. Um, but that's like a, a a dark comedy. I didn't know it was the director of uh, The Lobster and Killing of a Sacred Deer. This is his latest film. Oh, uh, the favorite. What was his name? He's yeah. a, a Greek director, like Yabo. Uh, or, uh, 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 some folk were saying that the film is really fucking bonkers. Eh? It is. It's very dark and quite funny. We watched it. We weren't expecting it to be as funny as it was, but I think it's only funny because it's so fucking dark at times. Yeah. Take it. You obtained this. Uh, me and my my good wife went to the cinema, of course. Yeah. Nice. And then. So, two, two <laughs> films after it. How was Vice? It was alright. It's, it's, your, it's your fucking Oscar bait, ain't it? That's what it is. It, but it's Adam McKay as well. He was... The Anchorman. The wee spot eye, yeah. Yeah, so it's... It, it's got like a... It's a cleverly directed. And there's times where it takes the piss out of itself. Like, the film does a fake ending halfway through. Like, if... It's like there's a decision that like he's got two roads to go down. He's either gonna go down this road and like support George Bush, or he's gonna go this way, and his life's gonna get better. He's gonna accept his gay daughter. He's gonna get heart surgery. He's gonna start losing weight, growing hair, and then the credits come up and it's like Christian Bale, Amy Adams. Like the film goes the happy ending, and they just end it an hour in, and then the film cuts it and cuts back to reality. Ah, nice. it's a it's a it's very cleverly directed. Nice. Black Panther's getting a lot of attention. I, I, I'm a wee bit thing though, because, yes, okay, Black Panther should be celebrated. Yeah. Like, culturally. But I feel it should be even between that and Avengers. The fact that Josh Bullen never got any sort of nomination. Ah, uh, no. Like, a supporting actor. Like, just something, because I feel like that was a big role he plays. Uh, I think, like, if, if Brolin wasn't a Thanos, I think... Avengers would have been a lot different. Yes, so he brought a lot to that film. Yeah. And for it to only get a visual effects nod. I mean, I was kind of surprised that uh, Denzel's son didn't get a nod for uh, Black Klansman. Oh, I never noticed. So he never, well, I guess it would have to be best actor, eh? Yeah. Aye, maybe it was just too, too close with everyone else. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to Spike. I I would like to see Spike Lee get best director for mm-hmm. um, Black Klansman as well. Yeah, I did see 
because mine were talking about the, the the backlash and every year the Oscars gets a backlash over its choosing but I know people were saying films like uh, Sorry to Bother You and like things like that have all received like none no nominations yeah. uh, what was the other one? Is it all that hate you give? Possibly but I think there was a third one that had mm. ah, it, it, I did see it trending on Twitter. See, I don't want to talk about that green book. That yeah. Says, uh, what's his name? Vigo Mortensen and is that? Uh, I'm thinking his name. Michelle. Ah, he was in that Moonlight and now yeah. Moonlight, whatever it was. And he's the, the the actor in that new series of uh, True Detective. He's the lead actor in that oh, too. Aye. Um, so it looks interesting. There's nothing controversial. Yeah, I mean, I, I did see also the backlash of, like, fucking, like, Tony Collette not getting a, a nod for ah, Hereditary right. and that. And, and everyone pointing out that Melissa McCarthy's been nominated for Best Actress and Worst Actress in the span of 24 hours. No, From the Razzies When and... we were doing our Oscar and Razzie coverage last year, yeah. when we were doing trivia and that, there was, like, similar cases of, like, actors, like, getting nominated for, like, the Oscars for a film and they were getting nominated for the same yeah. fucking film in the Razzies, which was probably look at like, like I think like probably The Shining was a, a one that nominated in both yeah. both areas eh? but it'll be interesting though mm-hmm. may have to have a punt this year see what's here <laughs> to see and the Spider-Verse got um, I got nominated as yeah. well mm-hmm I can't see anything else winning that, but that. Yeah, it's it's. I, there was another few big ones, but the fact that it got its Golden Globe, it it could almost be set for it to get yeah. a fucking Oscar. Okay, so first review is Police Story. Now, we've both. I think we've both watched these. In preparation for this yeah. episode, but I've 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 done my notes focusing on police story, and Mike's done his notes focusing on police story too. Or are you written for both? No, no, I've wrote for okay uh, number two. That's fine. So here is the lowdown: police story directed by Jackie Chan, written by Jackie Chan and Edward Tang. Film stars Jackie Chan as Chan Ka Koi. Or, uh, depending if you watched it dubbed, it'll be Jackie, or sometimes he's cried Kevin. Uh, <laughs> I didn't watch it dubbed. I yeah. watched it in Cantonese, so. Yeah. So, I, a lot of times he's just cried Kakoi. Uh, Maggie Chung is May. Bridget Lin is Selena Fong. Lam Kyuk Hung is Lieutenant Raymond Lee. Bill Tung is Inspector Bill Wong. Yin Kior as uh, Mr. Chu Tao. Charlie Cho is John Ko, Lao Chi Wang, sorry, Lao Chi Wing is Chung the lawyer, and Fung Hakon is Danny Koo, and Marge and Taibo show up in there as well. Yeah. The plot to Police Story 1 is, a virtuous Hong Kong police officer must clear his good name when the drug lords he is after frames him for the murder of a dirty cop. You will not be surprised. This is not my first time seeing Police Story. No. It, it was almost like a first time watch for me because I've not seen it in well over maybe 10, 12 years. 
Yeah. That's it. I think my So like I've kinda like forgot about some of the stuff. I always remember like the key bits like the like the opening mm-hmm. like the opening scenes and then the like the mass like mall fight at the end, but I kinda yeah. always forget my way in the middle. Yeah. So it was a bit it was good to have a bit of a, like a refresh. Oh definitely, because I think I originally saw this film possibly it might be f- at least 15 years ago I remember diving deep into Hong Kong cinema around 2003 I think that was the year I got my like my first DVD player which before I had maybe the Bruce Lee collection of films on VHS and mm. it's the ones where if you bought the cases and lined them up it uh, had a picture of Bruce Lee on the sides of all the cases uh, it was like fucking Big Boss way the first no, Way yeah. the Dragon. Yeah. Um, uh, every one of them apart from... Uh, Enter the Dragon. Yes. But weird that like, that was like his most celebrated film, but it wasn't a part of that collection. Yes, I, I think of it just because maybe like, Warner Brothers owned that and then the rest were distributed. Yeah. Someone else. But my first connections with Police Story would have come from when I read Jackie Chan's book when I was in high school. The His first biography... Uh, I am Jackie Chan, and he talked about, at the very back of the book, there was like my top 10 stunts, and his number one stunt, I'm certain, is the, the slide, like the, the biggest stunt at the end of this film, where yeah. he jumps down the fucking, chandelier thing. the chandelier, at the very end of the film, and just blows through hundreds of lights, and goes through a plate of glass, and then through some sort of wooden structure at the bottom, when he when reading that was his like most daring stunt, I was like, oh, I need to find that. And when getting able to go on the internet in like nineteen ninety eight, and going on to like it was like a Jackie Chan fan site, and you would download videos, and they were so small, like the resolutions was terrible, uh. but you were able to see the clip to all the action scenes, the police story. So I was able to watch him hanging for the double decker bus. Watched him jump down the chandelier, and it was like I'd struck gold when I went to. I think it was like MVC in Kirkcaldy. Ah, uh, yeah. MVC. Because uh, we weren't good enough for HMV back then. So mm. you went into hate, uh, MVC, and I managed to find like the, the Asian cinema section, and it was like this police story, Hong Kong legend DVD. And without hesitation, like bought, I probably paid like eighteen ninety nine for it or something, like because that was the price of DVDs. I uh, fucking remember, like probably like twenty two quid double sided or something. Exactly, and you would pay it because it was just like it's this new shiny technology on a disc. Yeah. That's I think I've always loved Police Story. There's just being like this hardcore Jackie Chan fan, seeing him sort of like in his prime. A it's almost like his his like his dirty Harry, yeah. Like where it is, he's a god. Watching the other night, I thought it's it's almost like maybe like Death Wish. Like whilst nothing horrific's happened to his family, but he's like a man that's been pushed to the edge where he'll brutally destroy the, the this opposing force. Where the the whole mall scene at the end yeah. is a one man wrecking crew, absolute destroying. Everyone, everyone's getting thrown through a plate of glass. It's almost like Oprah. It's like you get glass, you get glass, you get glassed. Here, I'm gonna hop on a motorbike and drive you through glass. And and even to get to the bad guy at the end, I will throw myself through sheets of glass to get to you. 
is insane. Even like the lady, uh, Bridget Lynn, there's shots of her being thrown through glass, thrown yeah. through tables, and and there are times where they slow it down so you could see it is the actress being thrown down, and it's like fucking hell. Yeah, it just Hank made you think. It's like back in the day, they they pulled no punches. Yeah, it's and like obviously like. <clears throat> A lot of the films were quite notorious for like like, like actors doing their own stunts and yes. that. So like the avoid like the costs and that but like what was good was like at the end of the film you got like the like, outtakes the outtakes or like like behind the scenes. Aye. And then like like they were legitimately like like actually hurt like during like doing these stunts and Exactly. That. And it was just mental with some of this stuff. There's that great bit where it is during the mall scene at the end. There's like a man gets thrown from one story down to another between the the elevators, Aye. and they just see like kind of puts his arms at the try and break, but he falls and then goes through some some wooden shelving at the bottom, and then it does like cuts to like the outtakes and everyone's around him trying to make sure he's okay to make sure he actually survived that fall. Yeah. But the the start of the film, the, the fucking the the stance with the bus, yeah, is absolute crazy. The 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 end to that chase sequence where Jackie's standing there with a gun and he's just hoping the bus fucking stops. Yeah, and like, then they just fly out the window. I like, know. It's that pair of guy that lands head first. Aye. There's some of them land like on concrete and then some of them land on the fucking car. And you're just thinking, oh Jesus Christ. But there is like one outtake where it almost gets too close for Jackie's liking and you just see him run backwards a little. <laughs> I was going to say I've not really got any structure for this review than just sit and talk uh, aimlessly on how much I like it and all the different things about it but it does have the, the okay let's go to the very start of the film the the shantytown sequence yeah and no, that was one of the scenes that I always remember yes about it because it's one of those things where like surely there's a better way to chase these bad guys like no let's just go straight through the shanty town where it, and it's like an impressive looking set from afar, like yeah. that wide shot where you just see the the destruction, these buildings blowing up as fucking cars tear through them. Yeah. And whilst sure it might not be Jackie Chan driving because you, you'd hope it's like a like a seasoned stunt driver, if yeah. anything, that's going to be doing that sequence. But the way it was filmed was perfect because you got all these shots within the shanty town and. You see them coming off the ramps, and they're just like, "Holy fuck!" And then by the time it gets to the bottom, it just cuts to like the car landing back on its wheel, and Jackie's behind the wheel. Yeah, takes off. It always reminds me of the um, there's a scene in Bad Boys Two where they're in Cuba, aye, and they're driving doing this like wee shanty village in like a fucking Hummer or something, and it just it looks almost like like shot for a shot like fucking police story, yeah, aye. I think they they have things like that on trivia note. Just saying that there's there's homages uh, between that and Bad Boys, and I'm part of me is a wee bit hesitant. Like, is it just a? I think it might have just been a coincidence, but I've never seen it to compare them against one another because yeah. it just seems like you think they're they're homaging this random Jackie Chan film, but I'm saying imagine it still has like its place in pop culture, yeah. like for people into like their cinema or action directors are all probably well aware of films like Police Story. Yeah. But, obviously, the other side to this film is it has this nice mixture where it is 
martial arts, crime, and then a daft comedy. Aye. So, whilst he's this super cop who's determined to find these drug dealers and stop the evil businessmen, he's also having troubles at home with his his missus who will fall out with him, who's more or less like a big bairn at times. Yeah, uh, she's very, very spoiled. Yes, that's a good way to describe it, actually. Uh, when he brings home his key witness... And they just mistake him that he's he's just about to have like a one night stand. Ah, uh, yeah. And he gets fucking caked. Aye. Um, like obviously, it, it's kind of like a, a, a comedy sort of thing. Definitely. And like some of the stuff is very light hearted, but the uh. one, the one scene for me that, I it's just takes the other piss is the scene where, it's when um, like she's secretly recording him. No. It's when um, Selena's fucking alone in the sand and the guy to kill her. Oh, I when to try and scare her. Like, you do need, like, police support. So we're going to send in this fake killer and then have Jackie come to the rescue. Yeah. Aye. It is, it's, it's the thing where it's like, does the scene play for too long? And then when they, they knock him out, because yeah. it's, it's, it's like his, his police buddy Mars... So when they she It's been like she takes the mask off him and he's got the knife and he's like that. Trying to cover his face with a blade, of course. Yeah. And it's it's when they think, right, Jackie's finally convinced her, you need my protection and then they, they go outside and it's the car park fight. Yeah. And she's like, Oh, is this another stunt? And he's like, No, no, this is this one's not me. And there's just seen these boys getting kicked through like window screens and Aye. Aye, it's it's I think one of the brilliant things about it is just like the hard hitting action because this is like your 80s equivalent of let's say The Raid because that's yeah. maybe like your most recent like fucking crazy martial arts where it just look hyper realistic and so bone crunchingly where just like every time you fucking see someone get hit in like The Raid 2 especially you're just like oh nah, nah, cringe and Back then, like the police story movies have equal moments where just like, oh, yeah. that looked like a sore fall, or like, oh, that boy it's, just got it's hit when, in the like, shins. It's when they're like fighting and that, and it's like, it's when he'll just randomly throw like an item and it'll fucking deck the person, like either like in the side of the head or the leg or the elbow, like a throw, just grab a chair and throw it, and it just, it's funny, but it does look like you would probably fucking be almost crying if it hits you. Aye, exactly. Because the... I'm trying to think of some other big action scenes other than like the main ones. Because he gets a few of them. But... Yeah. It is, it, it's just the shot like in the mall at the end where he's fighting. I think this character was... Uh, is it John... Uh, Danny Koo. Where he kicks him and he does like a flip and lands face first on like the escalator going Aye. down and just like oh the thought of just falling on an escalator that poor is... bastard that fucking falls doing the middle of it Aye. sideways as well Aye. it didn't look like a squeaky clean slide it just yeah. looked like oh that, that probably would have burned some of the comedy I, I think it's harmless I think maybe they're the only parts now that folk watching it now might find it corny or dated Aye. but it, even just when the Selena's trying to ruin his evidence because he had it on tape her confessing 
yeah. but she records it and it makes it seem like they're having this this I when he's in the when he's in the, this the wee court. sex game. Yeah. Where she's sitting pissing about with like his character's like, Don't bend it. It's my only one. It's like <laughs> it's my special friends. It's like, oh, it pricks me and just... It's the fact that like the, the um like one of the officers at the court had to bring in like a big four foot fucking speaker. Aye. And it's like of course his girlfriend May's in the crowd, so she's pissed off at the sound of that. But it just get the host it gets so hysterical by the end. Even the judges chuckling and laughing because yeah. it's just so fucking stupid. But the the whole like when the film becomes deadly serious, when like Selena even sees that her life's being threatened by these gangsters, and it's when they they get double crossed. Like when Jackie shows up to get Selena, and the bad guys show up, and then his cop informant pal shows up too. Mm. And he says, oh no, we're just here to stage the dirty cop murder. I said, what dirty cop? And if, cause it's like a guy cried snake eyes, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And he gets fucking shot. And it, it just falls on Jackie. And I just love that scene where, because it just like he wakes up on top of a hill after again, because he gets clubs. Because he's fought his way into the the house, like there's folk getting kicked out the front window and then down into the garden and oh, aye, somebody aye. gets thrown down on an ironing board. Uh, like, aye. So, like, I, I think that's one of the things I love about Jackie Chan films is the, the unique way that um, he, or the creative way that he uses his surroundings in a fight. Yeah. Like, whereas, like, we'll use this and everything in the room will get used. And even just the case of flipping someone off your shoulders down onto an ironing board just looks brutal. Yeah. But it is, it's, it's, the whole tone changes when he becomes sort of like outlawed, when he is framed for this murder. Yeah. And he's trying to convince the police that it wasn't me, you have to believe me. And the I do like the dynamic between his bosses, how you have the old cop and like the younger... Uh, like his boss is is yeah. clearly younger in comparison to like Bill, maybe even Jackie. So it, it's bizarre to see such a young, fresh face being like the head up chief. Yeah. But when he uh, like he realizes that Jackie is innocent, it kind of gives him that. When 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 Jackie's forced to kidnap him to make sure he gets out of the police station uh, alive. It's great when they have like that wee talk, and he says he is he believes them. But he lets them away, gives them like a head start before the rest of the police force shows up. Yeah. And that allows him to become this fucking one man wrecking crew in the mall. But what did you think of the sleazy lawyer in this? Like that. It's an actor cried Charlie Cho. And I think, actually, he's maybe more prevalent in the second film. But yeah. this one definitely, like, the film ends with him getting his, his glasses smashed. Ah, oh, on it, right. Like, uh, yes, I'll I'll that's talk, a big part I'll talk more two. about him when I do part two because that's like only like one of my notes. Aye, but it's just like you see, he is like he does come across as very sleazy. Aye, and he is one of these folk where he just he knows the law and if you touch me, I'll sue you and all this other stuff. And you're just like, oh, he's a slimy get. Yeah, just hope he gets his comeuppance. And even like the like the that Mister Mister Chu, like, yeah, this. Looks like this wee chinchilla of a man, where just like he is, this looks like the sleazy little businessman. Well, well, so it's nothing deviant, but it's all drugs yeah. or kidnapping because Selena was her 
secretary. Yeah. So it's just thought we want her gone, we want him, the cop, fucking gone. It does come across where he is definitely this dark individual that shouldn't be crossed, Aye. but he hides behind lawyers and henchmen and. When Jackie finally gets his hands on him at the end, Aye. and it was, it was almost the fists of fury, was it? Aye. And the last fucking punch sends him up into the, the a fucking shopping trolley, and does he know kick the shopping trolley into a cabinet? Aye, and it's like, does. Aye. Fucking hell! <laughs> it's like adding insult to injury. Exactly. It just all this pent up frustration, and that's why it almost feels like this. Death Wish style, rather than taking out a gun and shooting all these people, yeah, he literally just fucking batters them all. And but whilst that makes it sound really dark, there's also these real light moments where I think that's maybe like the Jackie Chan nature, where he does have this comedic element splashed across all his films, mm. the kind of lighten the mood, like the, the the scene where he's trying to just have his his noodles at lunch. And all the telephones is ringing, and he can't get one conversation right. He's got me on one phone. He's got a woman that's been like a domestic violence case. The woman's like, "I'm being hit," and he's like, "Oh!" And he's somebody's wanting a pastor, and he's got all the phone lines crossed, <laughs> and he's sitting doing like fucking because he's, he's acrobatics where he's sitting flipping phones around, and he's sitting trying to eat his fucking lunch with a set of pencils, ends up eating the rubbers. <laughs> Or there's a moment where he moonwalks after standing in dog shit. It's like he oh, jumps man. a fence and he walks and he's like, ugh, and he just starts staying away. And the, the 80s music. Aye, this the, is, the, the 80s music is very predominant in it. Aye. It's kind of like the actual, like, and like, the actual like, theme tune for the film would be perfect for like, kind of like a fucking uh, montage. Yes, it does definitely kind of have that really upbeat, like even like the theme that we opened the show with, I think that is, is hand in hand with like the outtakes at the end. It's just great montage of all these fucking crazy stunts and action sequences, uh, and it's it's got that upbeat tempo to it where it suits it perfectly. But really, I have not got much else to say about this film. Is there anything that I've maybe missed that you think we should mention? Because that's, I've rambled, I've written not one note about this film, but I feel I've seen this film maybe close to 12 times now. I am only maybe maybe three, I think. Yeah. It's one of these films that doesn't get boring for me. Like, I could watch... And I think it's, like, it's, it's what, like 95 minutes or something, so it's... Aye. It's pretty easy to watch. And that's it. There's always, like, a big action sequence so far... <laughs> Like every couple minutes, so you're not like you're not going to suffer through all this big dialogue or the fact that for some reason the handbrakes went on in his car and he's trying to answer a phone call and his girlfriend can't hold the car back. So there's there's a lot going on in the film. It, yeah. it never really slows down, but even just all the great intensity at the very start of the film, where uh, it says fucking like the bit in the very start, it says. One of the boys in the police force that's like he's off a jittery. Yeah, it's like he's green, he's fresh, like right off the boat. He doesn't yeah. right out of the academy. And he's like not even like as what I, if I was writing notes for the first one, I was going to put down about like the acting at the like the acting at the start with no like no with Jackie, no way like Uncle Bill and that. Aye, but like the wee minor ones like 
kind of come across as not great, but I reckon if it's maybe implied to be that way. Aye. But it's the way they like, run about and like shoot without even like aiming or Aye. anything. It's like, because it could be where they never focus too hard on it, or it's just a bunch of stuntmen, yeah. or it looks good on camera. So, but I think that's it. It's probably Wisney nominated for. Yeah, like achievements in acting, but and I mean, like the end, like it's just very abrupt with the ending. Aye, it came out, like the ending reminds me. The ending reminds me of um, Death Proof. Right, after aye. the beat up, uh, exactly. Stunt, uh, stunt like, what else is there to do after? And then that's it. We've battered the bad guy. Win. Credits. And then obviously you get the end credit sequence, which is like the. The Most Jackie sure. Chan uh, trait now. Well, uh, yeah. that is what has always been one of those things. Like even when we watch like Rumble in the Bronx as a kid, getting to see Jackie Chan yeah. do his stunts. Where he... After that, probably my favourite like like um, end credit Jackie Chan films probably like the Rush Hours. Aye, I reckon if it's just because of like Chris Tucker. Exactly. And I bet, like some of them are just. I mean, like you get like Who Am I? But mm-hmm. the Who Am I one are mainly aimed at stunts, whereas like yes. Russia, where you get like the, all the dialogue and all, right, all the ad lib and all the comedy. Yeah, and it's it's fucking gold. Some of the stuff. Exactly. It's it's. I always remember the second one where they're on the plane and it's like Mushu and it's like Mushu yeah. and then he's sitting arguing with somebody offset and Jackie trying to correct his Cantonese and Chris Tucker's like, "What are you saying?" And and yeah. it was like, "Shh." Sh- and they're just aye, it is a it. It's always like one of these things where it goes it, but you always go on a fucking really happy note, just laughing at the fucking outtakes. And yeah. I think still to today, like maybe the foreigner never had outtakes to yeah. it that I could think of. Nah, I don't think but they did. I definitely remember them being in kung fu yoga. Um, but I mean, like the outtakes that you got in this were like the serious side, like yes. showing you all the. All the injuries and stuff like that. Because, exactly. Like, there obviously was like the, there must have been fucking paramedics must have had a field day on the set. That thing. Aye, they didn't need they just just stay there, just let's film it beside the hospital just Aye. in case. Yeah. So, um, I couldn't get budget details for this. I would say it's that fucking same for story two. Yep. I got um box office, mm-hmm. but I couldn't get budget. Right. Oh, that's a that's that's the thing when you're looking at like oh, where do we get this information from? I managed to get the box office for Play Story, but they've covered it as East Asia. Yeah, I got mine because it tells you the currency in Hong Kong dollars. Okay, so uh, for U.S. dollars, uh, it raked in across the whole of Asia, twenty two point two million dollars. It's not bad. Yeah. Um. So I think. Inflation that means that like sixty four million, according to two thousand eighteen. So yeah, I reckon budget probably wouldn't have been well. You like can tone because you look at all the action sequences and the all stunts that. that chandelier stunt at the end. Yeah, like that must have been expensive, and it might not have been expensive. Maybe it's I just if, fucking um, painful. I wonder if medical bills was part of the budget. Aye, a lot of money spent on plasters. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I've got three trivia notes. Oh yeah, right, fire them in. Uh, the film 
project came about as a result of Jackie Chan's frustration and dissatisfaction with the film The Protector. So he done a, like an American cop movie, and the, I, th- I think the final product was not what he wanted at all. I do know there's two obviously a lot of things. There's two cuts of the film. There's a US cut of The Protector, uh, which is straightforward action film. And then Jackie took the film for its Hong Kong release. He filmed an additional, let's say, half hour of footage, introduced these other characters, more plot devices, more action, then edited it into the final film and re-released it in Hong Kong. But I think more or less what he was saying was that this is how America does your cop uh, movie, this is how I do my cop movie. So I've never actually seen story. the protector. Nah. It's, it's one of those ones where I did get a UK release on DVD, but it's now horrifically dear online just uh, because of such a limited release. Was that what the UK released it as well with the protector? Yes, aye. But that's it. It's one of these things where it's probably a, a shit action film, but the fact that it's so limited... Yeah, it's, uh, it'll be a cunt to get. Uh, the whole reason that the film was called Police Story, and that is also its literal translation, is because every time Jackie Chan started a new project in Hong Kong, everyone else followed his trend. Uh, for example, when he done Drunken Master 2, every other filmmaker started making drunken boxing movies. So by uh. the time his film came out, there was already a whole slew of drunken films. Uh, so when it comes to Police Story, he decided just to call it police story so no one had a real idea of what the film was to be about uh, so no one had previously done the idea of a, a kung fu police movie alright so that was a first and the stuntman on the film nicknamed the film uh, Glass Story I wonder why yeah and one last note uh, the double decker bus scene at the very start of the film Jackie Chan had to use a metal umbrella instead of a wooden one to, to hang from the wind. Exactly. Because uh, he kept slipping when he was hanging from a wooden one when he was on the bus. Yeah. So uh, props to the props department for that. <laughs> right, Mikey, uh, it's time for you to tell us your thoughts on Police Story 2. Um, so Police Story 2 is from Jackie Chan. He also wrote it with Paul B and somebody called Clay. Ah, okay. <laughs> and 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 I never looked at Paul being clear, I just left him, you know. Yeah. Uh, and it stars Jackie Chan as Chang Kakui, yep. Maggie Chong as May, Kwok Hun Lam as Superintendent Raymond Lee, mm-hmm. Bill Tong as Uncle Bill, mm-hmm. uh, John Chong as Chong, and you have Charlie Cho as John Ko. Yeah. My favourite character in the film. <laughs> uh, plot. Revolves around um, Chan again, but he's demoted to traffic place after he's like heroes at the end of the first film mm-hmm. and finds himself back in the lane of duty going up against a group of terrorists. Mm-hmm. Aye, it's, it's, a, it's a bit more darker. Definitely. <clears throat> it's one of those ones where it is dark, but it's also what I found because we just watched your standard. Uh, the, the release that was on the Eureka Blu-ray, which is a two-hour cut of the film. Yeah. Wasn't it? Yes. So I'm not sure if this film had, this cut of the film had extra melodrama, because at times I felt it was very melodramatic. Like just 
that oh it, it's a, it's, it's been a, a tough couple of weeks for for uh, Jackie and me the relationship struggling a little yeah so there's like that vocal point but then there's they're also dealing with fucking crazed bombers as well where it's like holy shit this is like nowadays like sure you still get terrorism films but just seen back in the day like you would never see the fucking police academy crew going against yeah. crazed bombers so mike I will ask you the question. Was this your first time watching Police uh, Story? This was two? my first time watching Police Story Two. I'd never seen the second one. That's why I was. That's what kind of swayed me to buying the box set because I'd never seen the second one. Yes. And I've seen the first one a couple of times. Mm-hmm. So come on and tell me what what did you think of the film? Um, I didn't mind it. I think if if, if I knew that the to a runtime was the extended one, I maybe would have stuck with, with a the, shorter one. the 90 minute one that's on the disc. But, I mean, you did get added like a story, but I, there's nothing that tells you what's been added into the yes. extended cut, or no, unless there is features on the disc, but I've not checked. Mm-hmm. But, as um, far as I'm aware, the only scene I know that is like an added extra, because obviously that the because they have three cuts there's like a Japanese one which is our two hour one the Hong Kong one which is like an hour 45 then the UK one which is an hour 25 Uh, Um, so it's almost like a whole hour of the film cut it feels like it Uh, but I know one of the obvious scenes that they take out of it is the one where he's the traffic cop pulling over all the Mitsubishi Jeeps lorries at the start of the film aye because you could take that out and it will no affect the story whatsoever. I think it's yeah. just really to ram home the fact that the film had it was sponsored by Mitsubishi. Yeah. Like, here's 12 of their lorries. The same with, like, Canon cameras. Yep. <laughs> and I think maybe Coca-Cola at one point as well. Like, yeah. Like You've seen loads of, like, companies like Coca-Cola, there was Samsung. Yes. So I think by that point, Jackie Chan must have been red hot and every every big company wanted to be in his films. Yeah. Um, so you were saying your thought of the film? Um, I mean, it was a, a lot darker. I, th- I think I kind of, I reckon if it's because of the other scenes, but it kind of like, slowed down a wee bit. Yeah. It wasn't quite as fast-paced as the first mm-hmm. one. I mean, while there was some, some good action scenes, there wasn't as much mm-hmm. in this one compared to the first one. Aye. Um, I did have a chuckle at a good few scenes, which I'll get to in a few minutes. Right. Um, what part do you want to... Because I, I, I do have a few questions for you. Um, so, I mean, you could either start with um, your notes or... The one thing that I, 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 I don't get is the opening of the film. Yes. Is you get the exact same end credit sequence for the first one really we better start with the second one with the theme tune and all that Aye. and then it just cuts to the, like the Mitsubishi Jeep scene, scene where he's been he... basically spoken to Uncle Aye. Bill exactly, and uh, yeah. Raymond yeah they're sitting chewing him out for like you ruined a million dollar chandelier and yeah. and he's like well don't don't you think because they're all talking about like the cost the taxpayers dollars and yeah. so I think they would be quite happy with the fact that I was taking a drug dealer off the streets and the very next scene you see him in the back of a limo waving to him. Yeah, he's got three months to live with. Aye. I was, I was quite surprised to see him back in it and I quite, I quite enjoyed the fact that like, he wasn't in it, he wasn't in that show. 
again. Yeah, but also you think at that point in the form where you thought it was going to be. Yes, you kind of thought, ah, oh, shit. And the lawyer plays a much larger part in this one because he keeps yeah. popping up and being this annoying prick. And it always seems to be him and his four, like, greaser-style henchmen. Yeah. It just looks like something that it fucking... It does look like somebody at Greece where the guy's got his hair slipped back, the white sunglasses and the suit. Do you want to talk about the first action sequence? Aye. Um, where, obviously, it's, it's to the point where the greasy lawyer and his men have sat and teased me, like, threatening to... His intentions are fucking like horrific. Where he's talking about, oh, the the layout of the building's so bad. If there was a fire, like the 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 firemen would really struggle. People would burn to a crisp. Or yeah. talking about throwing the mum at the top floor window. It's like she would be twisted like a doll on the floor. And like, because <laughs> I I watched both these films dubbed. I have like this nostalgia for watching them dubbed now. Um, so all that stuff there is just I could hear the the dubbing in my head was like. <laughs> like she could look like a rag doll. If she fell from that window. It's just the the cheesy voiceover, yeah. and it's just the fact that like, this man's over the top. And when Jackie finds out where they're all hiding, like at that restaurant, yeah, and you're just like, oh, and it's just the shot of him walking across this dual carriageway and all these fucking cars fucking flying back and forth, and you just see Jackie running to avoid this traffic. But it's when he jumps the fence. And I'm pretty sure it's another Mitsubishi Jeep, like fucking hits him. Ah, where in the dubbing is like, "Hey, watch where you're going, dickhead!" So I think if the subtitles have actually had him cry to dickhead or not. It's weird because like I was saying this to one of the, one of the boys at work, and he was saying that he watched like I always remembered watching Drunken Master. Aye, and it was horrifically dubbed. Yeah, and I was like, I'd like to put both like. Cuts of the like, same cuts of the film on like simultaneously on two separate tellies and Aye. one dubbed. Well, and I, one with a. That's, I, that still happens. You could still do that with these, I think. I think if you go into the audio setup, Aye, you, you can choose English it. and go in and choose subtitles, and it should be nine times out of ten, it's the subtitles for like the Cantonese because uh, the, the English is just. Sometimes it's almost just improvised, but it's when he's in that restaurant and he's fucking decking. The lawyer and his pals. Like, oh, with the plates. <laughs> aye. Like, it's the shot where that guy, there's like an open drawer in Jack and he grabs him, it, aye, he and, his head through it. Aye, aye. and then the, the arse end of the drawer falls out and all the plates are smashed and she's like, oh, that boy's face. <laughs> and then something else gets thrown over a countertop and fucking wrecks the other end of the drawer. And the lawyer gets his, his fucking lens smashed. Yeah. A lot in this film revolves around the lawyer and like his like fucking like optician fucking Aye, exactly. like repair list must be fucking through the roof at the end of the Exactly. Form. But it plays into the form because it's 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 like the running theme, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And it just it makes me laugh every time he was on the screen because you knew that it was gonna happen. Aye. And he was such a prick in it, even like when he's in the park in the later scenes, he's just there to antagonise Jackie. And he, he deserves it every time. He turns into, like, a cowardly weasel every time his men's, like, in fucking being beaten to a pulp and it's just him left. It's I just love the... Well, I, I definitely appreciate, like, the the action choreography to the scenes, like, where he's... Those shots where he's fighting in the bar and you see a lot in outtakes where he's avoiding chairs 
and it's all like in one take where he's getting chairs chucked on for maybe two directions. So he'll duck one and then he'll spin across a bar top to avoid another. Yeah. And then the outtakes you could see like nine times out of ten he gets fucking clocked with a chair. Yeah. But it's just it's the way that he moves around. Aye. Like the obstacles and like the wee like the wee frame like bar frames and like the way he rolls there them. He's so fucking acrobatic and I think that's the thing that has made him such a fucking big superstar. Oh, your cat goes absolute tits over a chip. Ah. <laughs> I think that was a chip he was playing with. Ah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think that's always what's always made like his uh, action sequences so entertaining because he's so acrobatic yeah. and so creative with the stunts. But, um, wh- other than like the end sequences, was that, what is one of your... your Favourite um, action scenes? I mean, the, the scene in the the diner was pretty good. Yeah. Um, I, I think the end one in the, like, the wee factory place was alright. I wasn't like, nearly near as aye, good as that. It was never going to be topped. Aye, the, the, the mall one. sequence, aye. Yeah. I, I, what I think a close second is is the, the fight in the park. Oh, when. Where they have all the lead pipes. Aye. Where it is, I get the slaty lawyers popped up with a pistol and he goes when, to shoot them but he just sprays them with like like, like ink aye aye because as again I'm sure if it was ink or just muddy water aye because Jackie's relationship in this film oh, struggles like, to survive like, 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 I've been rambling on I wrote my fucking notes here today because um, let's say what happens to, to Jackie and me because <sighs> he get take, get some time off because he's a reckless bastard uh, so they plan a holiday and but he misses the flight. Misses the flight. He's got a hold of her passport. Aye, so she, and gets, she gets detained in a cell for ten hours in Jakarta. And <laughs> then when she eventually comes back, she's been caught in the fucking rain. She's yeah. going to leave on her scooter, but she's got fucking bad flashbacks for the first movie. Very fucking catches her. And this one. This was probably like the scene where I laughed the most. It's when she's talking away to him in the fucking police station and he's backing away into the toilet showers and that oh, and he goes into that cubicle and she bangs on the door and she's bursts up the next and his belt taking bell. shit <laughs> covering his pride with his newspaper and it's, it's when she's standing and you can just see him and he's like this reaching down trying to grab his trousers and Aye. I was uh, fucking ending myself his, with that. His reaction is priceless because you didn't expect him to be there. It's just the door opens like there he is, frozen, <laughs> like a deer in headlights, giving his fucking bobby, going oh no. And some, I reckon, like sometimes I think the cheesy comedy in this, like, I mean, it's very dated. Yes, the the sequence where they're stuck in the elevator and Bill's oh, farting. Bill farts and blames it on fucking Jackie. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I think that's possibly another scene that gets edited out of International Prince because it, you wouldn't notice it if it was gone. Yeah. Because they wouldn't be talking about it in the next scene going, man, your farts stink. But no, it's just like just a wee bit of humour. And it's, yeah. it's just all the fucking build up Bill, but there is that shot of him sat in the toilet. Yeah. Frozen is fucking priceless. But aye, it's like they tell him that like, even his like Inspector or Lieutenant Raymond fucking tells him to go talk it out with me. And it is uh, they sit in the park like all fucking day and they just kinda talk to each other. And I then just, at night all the baddies show up. I just find like like other I've got my notes that like how like May like annoys me. Aye. Just because she comes across as just like very like childish. Spoiled, like, very and, spoiled and all that. Yeah. 
I, I, I must just be used as a plot device in a way just to make Jackie's character more vulnerable. Yeah, because maybe she's fucking like hassling the boy when he's doing like fucking traffic duty. Exactly. And she's fucking trying to give him a tin of juice and he's like, no, I need to stand here. Give me uh, juice. I'm going to need a, like, more or less, I'm going to need a piss. He's like, oh, come on, have a drink. He's like, no, I'm going to, uh, no, you don't understand. Scratch it, hint, eh? Aye. One of the early bombing scenes. Oh, in the mall. Yes. Because, obviously, he's... He's he's not part of it now. He's... Yeah. He's having a break, but still, it's in his head at all times if he suspects something. Fucking safety of the, the public. Basically, uh, he's one that evacuates the building and that. The part that always frustrates me about that is the bouncing ball. Yes, time sure. slows down. Like... Everyone's I'll, left the building. I was suckered in it. Ah, like, well, that's watching it. it. Mm-hmm. But it's just about that the ball bounces, the time slows down. Oh no, the building's going to blow up. Nope, just get the ball, hands it back to the kid. And you're like, oh, that was a. Like, we've just been psyched. Yeah. But then, like, for it to, to then happen after it, and they had, they must have had some budget for this because the explosives used ah. in this film, they blew up a lot of shit. Mm. And. Um, what I did quite like was that obviously when Raymond was talking to Jackie about that situation, what Jackie told him is the exact same what he used when he went to go and speak to his bosses. Right. I was saying that he wishes that they blew up him and all that and stuff yeah. like that. The fucking explosion sequence, I love how there's all the explosion going on and then out of nowhere there's a Mitsubishi Jeep trying to make it out of the fucking building. Aye. It just made me think of like Disney's cars. So I was like, fucking hell! It's alive! <laughs> it's, it's making a break. It's like, I don't want to die! It's <laughs> fucking Christine. A wee fucking Mitsubishi Jeep's like, fuck this! <laughs> Smashing through the glass. Aye. The, the, maybe the, the fight in the park is my favourite action sequence for this film oh the, the pipe yes and it's just the fact that you, it's in this playground and we all know as kids that like, when it's all like log all this logs that uh, or, or structures made from big wooden logs the fact that you see some of the stuntmen fucking being kicked and banging their heads off the logs of the falling and going oh, no you poor bastards <laughs> like that hurts as a kid like when you bang your shin on a bit of woods like that uh, properly hurts just to see them fucking rolled in backwards on it or and it is when they start bringing pipes and that action sequence match with like the music like I, I can't even replicate it now but it's like din, din, din. like it's, it's really high octane music where it's proper action music the guy, bad guys are running with pipes Jackie's fucking really struggling to defend himself you see like blood running down his sleeve and it gives you signs like he's broken his arm or something. Yeah. But when he finally gets a hold of the pipes and starts hitting them back, there's this great shot where he hits one guy in the shin. So it brings him down to his knees. He's buckled over, so he hits him in the back. And he looks up and he hits him in the face. And when he bends down, he just chucks it across the room and hits a guy in the shins <laughs> as he just enters the frame and he falls right down. And it's like, oh. Even like the, the swings, like, it's like they use everything in the playground to their yeah. advantage to roll up, roll down, kick this boy. He eventually gets like caught in an alleyway, doesn't he? He gets cornered and there's like a jeep. Aye. And for once, it's not a Mitsubishi jeep uh, that's fucking driving down like a dead end to try and crush him. 
and he does that crap where he just jumps up in the last second. They crash, smashes the, the windscreen, and the guy's like, don't hit me, I've just been paid to do a job. It's like, well, the job was clearly to kill a man. So I would take this as an occupational hazard, getting your fucking lumps for no managing to kill the dude. But it's got that great wee bit at the end where he's dealt with the fucking Ajeep, jumps over, and he's walking. It's like almost Terminator music because he's fucking marching and the bad guys are no too sure if they want to do anything and he grabs a drain pipe tries to pull that apart and it doesn't work and then he stands on the cart and orange juice and it pops uh-huh. and all the guys fucking shit themselves <laughs> and then obviously like the <clears throat> it kind of kicks up towards like the last act of the film where um, May gets kidnapped when she's out shopping with her mum aye and it's <laughs> it's when you fucking see him and he goes he goes to fucking visit um oh the, Mr. Chew yeah and he's already fucking on death's doorstep. Aye. And he looks fucking terrible. But, again, sleazy lawyers try to get him to fucking sign everything over. Yes, exactly. I've that big page. It's, it's just when he like, goes out to fucking uh, chew and he's fucking throttling him while he's on his deathbed. And Aye. Like, like, taking the fucking oxygen off him. Aye. <laughs> it's where he turns and says he's going to go and like kill the lawyer and, uh, and he's like this. Ah, he finally is like, <laughs> like I like you now. Because <laughs> even the lawyer, even the fucking... But before I totally missed it, it's when you get the first thing in the lawyer where he's in the police station at the start and he's like, yes. oh, I'm going to fucking sue all of you if you hit me. Aye. And, and then they roll the wind, the, the aye, foot with the whiteboard. Aye, the timing's so perfect, <laughs> even the music. Yeah. The whiteboard walking and then and walk past, he's already fucking decked it. It's his landing, like the ragdoll where he's just <laughs> hung, limp, <laughs> lifeless across the desk. Is it is absolute fucking gold because he and it's weird. It's like I don't care if this lawyer knows the law so well because he's sitting pushing a cop. He's like, come on, hit me. He's like, oh really? You shouldn't be pushing him. He's like, oh look, did you see that? He was gonna hit me. And the inspectors are looking, but it is. The, the comedic timing of the whiteboard yeah. and it's like his pal Mars just pushing it waving to the chief <laughs> he's like oh I'm just it's just a whiteboard eh boss alright right that's all and he's already dead uh, on the other end oh it's priceless it's, like, that part will never get boring to me like, that could be like on a, like a gif on a loop and it just gets better every time yeah. just seeing him and I mean like the the like the the bombing kind of gets like that like totally like suicidal way with the walking into the police station and that. Aye. And that's when you see the the guy who they actually try to. Oh, Jack! He tried to buy or aye, use the, as a lead to buy explosives from. He's in the interrogation room with the three birds. Aye, fucking Charlie's Angels. Yeah. I love the, like the wee perverted cops <laughs> where also they're fighting and she pulls up her skirt to reveal this wee miniature pistol and the cops are all just looking at her knickers going. <laughs> um, aye and that's but, um, a, there's a lot to this film like, all these additional characters are being introduced like this trio of women that who I think when watching the Rizza I expect them to have some part in the end but they just seem to be key for this part in the middle and uh, then Jackie just takes the reins and goes off on his own again aye and I mean you get that scene with the same guys like walking at the police building <clears throat> the, the fucking the briefcase blows up and you could hear him scream because obviously it's like hit his arm first aye and then you get the phone call for like the chief saying that like the chief's wife's fucking arms blew off or something aye and <coughs> it's even like the receptionist in like the the, the, the bug the, the the meeting room aye and it's like the receptionist opens a 
Uh, it's not a receptionist. It's uh, like a secretary opens a parcel, and it's just this fucking explosion. You just see her falling lifeless in the background. It's like, uh, man, it, it is such a darker uh, subject. It's a darker when it's, film, this one. Aye, uh, when it's fucking bombings, especially. Yeah. And you just see them with like sticks of dynamite being shoved into carrier bags and yeah. being strate- strategically left around like a police station. Like, yeah. Fucking hell. As well, like, like the, the use of when they were when they knock out Jackie when he goes to go and get me and he's like getting basically tortured. And it's like they're using. Oh, it's like little poppers. Uh, aye, like we popping, like pop caps that like you throw in the ground as a kid and it would go off. Aye. But like a more explosive. Like, they've made their own. Uh, and I'm pretty sure that, that that it was a mixture of, like, actual, some, like, I guess, a minimal explosive. But, uh, like, the, what they were actually throwing on Jackie looked legitimate. Like, the, the, whatever it was, was actually popping as it hit him. Because yeah. some shots to his face maybe kind of looked like some sort of graphic. Uh, but some shots that just looked like they actually thrown real shit at them. That was fucking... Exploding on impact. Yeah. But fucking May was getting them hit as well, with her mind. Aye. It, it was just like that bit where it's almost cringeworthy where they find a love letter that she'd left oh, them. Oh, and they read it. Aye. And the main guy's like, oh, I want you two to work it out. And you've got like this deaf guy, like the the, the mute, oh, the, the super kicker with the yeah. fucking... The toy cards, the explosives, like when yeah. they first find him in the factory, he's like, are you making these toys? I was like, yes, yes. And he fucking goes to show him and just fucking drives and it blows up. And you're like, holy shit. And he fucking knocks the fuck out of Mars and Jackie's been hit uh. with explosives. And it's just, it's, it, it's a, like a necessary next level because, right, he's dealt with normal thugs. He now needs to deal with like a more deadly threat. And the fact that these guys are dealing in explosives yeah is is probably like a suitable next level aye and then also you just get the the whole fucking end sequence in the factory and it's it's when he goes one on one with the fucking like the deaf guy and, aye and it's just it's the way that he reacts aye to everything and exactly it's, it's, it's the way he reacts to when he's on fire and all that and it's aye. just like I reckon if it was meant to be funny or that I know. It, 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 I think nowadays you could maybe look at it, it might be a little bit tasteless because it's like Jack is making fun of like a deaf guy as his crotch is on fire. Yeah. But it's it, it's one of these things where I think kind of like he's been pushed this far, and the fact that he's managed to because it, uh, was it three or four guys? I think when it came to the factory, it was just three guys. It was like the deaf guy and the two other guys. And to fight them one by one, because obviously they're throwing barrels at him. It was uh, almost like Jackie Chan's brilliant. This film is almost like a a really good platformer. Like the the when he does the bus stunts in this film, where he's jumps on the roof of a bus now, and he's sitting ducking uh, and jumping ducking and then ducking over, and then he jumps through jumps the, through like this glass yeah. fucking advertisement <laughs> billboard almost. But this one where like he's trying to climb up. Uh, just uh, like this slide and they're all throwing barrels down at him and he's down to do all these wee fucking jumps uh, in my uh, head it was like he'd be fucking brilliant at Donkey Kong um, <laughs> and it's been, it's been um, they throw the package in the fucking plastic tube in. oh aye and they fucking blow up because is that not how that gets me to escape aye drops through there but they blow up as, as he's escaping yeah and he gets flung back into the building 
Honestly, the way he gets rid of the first two guys is brilliant. Where he just fucking just throws them at the window, yeah, and then cut to some poor stunt man going through like all this fucking tube lighting, and then rolling down the building off the fucking roof, and then just hits the dirt and like oh, not getting back up. But as when he's fighting that mutant, like the dudes are talented screen fighters. Like you see, like those shots where he done like a triple kick, where he like they slowed it down and everything. Where you just see him clearly land three big kicks into Jackie and. There's, there's one stunt in it which I, I always think looks fucking horrible and it's where Jackie gets thrown into it. looks like a big cylinder and hits each level on it oh, and then comes through it, through the glass yeah. at the bottom. Aye. And it just looks so... It just looks like he's falling on concrete each time. It's like... I think it's oh. like, like a scaffold and sort of thing. Aye. And it's just like, why? Why would you put yourself through that? Because it just looks... like I would just went out taking the bottom where he's just like, fucking hell. Yeah. And like, also, once again, it pretty much abruptly ends. Pretty much. starts kicking, in it? Exactly. And I quite, I quite like the like the outtakes on this one a lot more than the ah, first good. one. Because you get that scene where um, the deaf guy is chasing uh, me. Yeah. And he pushes those All metal, metal bar frames. things. Aye. aye. And it shows you like, the outtakes that like, one of them actually hits her in the head. Aye. Like, really fucking badly. Exactly, you see, like, the blood. Aye, because it's a clever sequence. Like, in the film, it looks like, oh, that was a close one. And then it outtakes, oh, fuck, they actually did clock her at one point. Yeah. And it's the same with Jackie in the restaurant at the start. He gets caught with a chair and you Aye, see them checking the blood. And the same... And, but he jumps, like, through the glass on the oh, bus. Oh, he's all fucking cut the ribbons as well, but... Is when one of the boys get thrown out the restaurant, go through the glass and the heads butts the curb. Aye. Well, the back of his head hits the curb and like, Ugh. oh, nut. Jesus Christ. Ah, I wouldn't know, know what to be a stuntman on the films like, fuck that. I think in those days you just get a fucking, an extra lunch packet for doing a bad stunt. It's like, yeah, I've not got any fucking teeth to eat away, but it's cool. Yeah. Builds up the action sequences. What did you think of the score? I mean, other than like, the only parts I can really remember it again is like your wonky cue like down, 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 down. It's, it's, it's quite, quite catchy in a way. Uh, it, it, I think it's a mixture of like 80s, then it's like electric keyboard stuff. Yeah. But then when it comes to action sequences, it's, a, it's like blood pumping stuff like, yes. Uh, like, honestly, the fucking sequence in the park is always. Like, I would just sit and watch that fucking sequence. And I think maybe the UK cut is... I'm really keen to watch that UK cut. The 90-minute one. So I, cut out yet. Mm-hmm. Where it is yeah. just maybe the melodrama's been toned down and they'll just focus more action sequences because, again, when As I watched it last night... cut out the scene with fucking Bill in the toilet. I see, that's it. That should... Because, that's it. I'm going to have to watch it to find out. Yeah. I'll let you know if, if, if Bill's on the toilet <laughs> if they catch Bill in the pan. But it is, like, I've just got mad love for the outtakes and and it... I mean, let's see. Do you rank it higher than the first one? Nah, I think... First the one, first one is still... Can... Aye. You can't... It's... It's the fucking first police story. It's... Yeah. It's a next level. Whilst... I mean, even though the, the, like, the second one's a lot darker. Yeah. They, yeah. they do push it, but it just Disney match. And, and that's it. Maybe if we ended up watching the the UK cut in comparison to what I think is the Japanese cut, 
Like it might have been a little bit different. It might have run. It would have run a lot quicker because it's about fucking forty-five minutes shorter, or thirty-five minutes shorter. Uh, but uh, man, I've not really got much else to ask you. Um, I think we've covered the majority of it. Cool. Um, is it time for the your BBT uh, or, or just BT? Ah, yeah. Like like we're saying, like, I struggle to find budget. Aye. For this, the only thing I could find was on Wikipedia, so I didn't know if it's actually reliable or that. But they've got it doing it, took in 34 million Hong Kong dollars. Ah, there you go. That's already sort of higher than what. Yeah. Aye. More than what the first <coughs> film made, yeah. so. Trevor notices the Maggie Chung one, yeah. uh, which suffered a serious head injury. She was. Unable to finish the film after, after the film that, that. so there's a lot of scenes where it's supposed to be made, but it's fairly a distance, right? And that's um, uh, I never body like, doubles. Ah, no, there's actually there's somebody a different like, actress. Aye, ah, playing her. Um, it might be like all, all from the back or something, or, yeah, or done a dialogue. Probably the one that had the fucking gun in their pants. <laughs> um, Jackie Chan, a. Uh, Sings the theme tune. Yep. I never actually knew that. No, ah, that was Jack at the very fucking uh, start there. I never noticed that. Yeah. Um, Chan hired American pyrotechnics for the film because they wanted right. to get that big, big boom. Like, like American blockbuster feel to it. Yeah. Um, you probably can this. Um, Jackie Chan and Crystal Quok right. appeared in Dragons Forever. You know, oh, I. That one. Yeah. Aye. What one's that? That's another like three blurs one where it's him, uh, Samuel Yim Yu, and they're I think they're a bunch of schemers, and it's just like again hijinks ensue. They're getting caught with like a a company that's distributing chemicals, and again it's like other Yin brothers that they fight. Aye. I reckon why I was thinking uh, was it. What, was it Twin Dragons where there was a two yes, of them kind two of? Jackies. Aye. Yeah, I always remember that one as well. Uh, I've got, I've, actually, I think I have a Hong Kong DVD of that. And again, like it's a different cut than like what the US I rem- cut I is. remember when it was on Sky, it was always dubbed as well. Yes. Aye. It was dubbed, but I think Jackie spoke Jackie English. done his English dubbing for it. Aye. Like, that's what I kind of noticed in, the, in this form as well, and the first one. There's a couple of wee bits, like... English, yeah, and it's when as well though it's. I reckon if it would be different than the dub version, but when, Ray, uh, Superintendent Raymond gets pulled into the office by the big like the boss, yeah, that's like a white guy. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming in the dub version, it's him speaking plain English. Or and sometimes it is, I because I think they're just expected to to know the English yeah. that, like the superintendent is saying, but. So. Uh, let's see I've got one star reviews for both uh, now obviously visit filmsandswearing.com and click on our Amazon link do your shopping as normal it's a great way to support films and swearing uh, no extra cost to yourself but you buy yourself some cool shit at the same time Yeah. like a Play Story box set or a Project A box set or a Hong Kong Legends box set Once Upon a Time in China I mean Plenty. you can say that to us you know <laughs> And we'll review it. That's it. Like it's it's against our will. If you send us movies, oh well, I guess we're gonna to have to watch that now. But yes, uh, that is our sponsor for this episode, Amazon, for our one star reviews. 
So, police story, it got three out of 55. Ah. Uh, two of them was complaining about transfers, quality and Blu-rays. Uh. Um, but the the actual one review that complained uh, was from a Julie Dilworth. Her review goes, For a start, it's an old film, so it belongs in the past. The whole film is corny, and it makes it painful to watch. I am not interested in the story because it's boring. The humour is actually likeable, but the gunplay is awful, and the martial arts is awful too. I mean, there isn't much martial arts, and the stunts are stupid. They were wasted their time doing stunts because the result is no good, but the picture is grainy and I just hate it. Tony Ja is the best martial artist now. His films are not good, but they have great stunts and action. The end. Oh, get yourself away to fuck. Like, <laughs> I mean, like... That, that's a ramble. That's I mean, not a review. like, we quite appreciated, like, Tony Jaa's, like, Warrior, exactly. Warrior King and Ombak and stuff. Aye. But, but get yourself to fuck, like... Before I start, this film's old. <laughs> but okay. Uh, <sighs> you're qualified to review this. Now, uh, Police Story 2, I got one... A one star review out of 27 ah. and the only one star review is very disappointed it is unset as it did not mention clearly that the DVD was English subtitles oh my god that's it somebody was complaining about the fact that it was a foreign film like this film's full of Chinese people <laughs> what do you expect like subtitles I was expecting that, like, Crazy Rich Asians, where all these Asians should be speaking perfect English. <laughs> um, I, I, don't, I don't get it, like... Aye. So that was our one-star reviews. Um, I thought this was a nice time to discuss the, the, the Police Story franchise, if anything. Yeah. Because, obviously, they went on to make a further four films, and now they are kind of spread out across the years. I feel... Maybe the first three, may uh, I push, the first four is really your police story series. Adding new police story, uh, police story twenty thirteen, is really a push to brand it. But also, police story three, Super Cop, was the made in nineteen ninety two. That again was Jackie Chan playing his ka- uh, Chan Kakoi. Uh, and this time he was teamed up with Michelle Yao, and I think it was set in like mainland China. And it was again, there was like gun smuggling, and yeah, she was like, Jackie does a fucking crazy stunt in it. Fair, like, I feel at one point they end up in I Color Lumpur, and he's hanging for a fucking helicopter, like the ladder of a helicopter, and it's just such a fucking distance over the ground, like, he's just so high up in the sky. And the way they're filming it, it's just him, it's just like he's actually gliding in the air. And they have like a cameraman so far up a fucking like tower on a, a bit of wood on a ladder just so he's out in the middle of the fucking sky to film this shot. And you're just thinking, Jesus Christ. And it's, mm. it's either that or actually someone's hanging from a helicopter with a camera to film the scene. And I'm sure in the outtakes it shows you maybe Jackie doing that shot. Um. I've never seen Supercop. It's never had a proper release, I think. I've never seen Supercop 2, but that was just Michelle Yeoh. Yes, the spin-off film where I saw just her. 
Um, but I remember seeing New Place Story. One. Yes, I because I was that was right when I was getting into Hong Kong cinema because that was two thousand four. I remember buying like a a bootleg off of eBay and it didn't even have subtitles, uh, but I was just that desperate to see the footage in the film. Uh. Um, but Police Story Three Supercop has this fucking terrific stunt in it where Michelle Yao drives a motorbike onto like a moving train like she drives it off of a hill and lands on the roof of a moving train and the outtakes are horrifying because the amount of times that it goes wrong where she goes right off the train or hits the train and falls off the bike and every time it goes wrong you see like stuntmen dive out nowhere just like out of thin air just dive in to make sure she doesn't fucking fall off this moving train and you're just thinking Jesus Christ this is just for a film Uh. but I guess it's like there was not an easier way to do it. Let's just mm. fucking drive a motorbike onto a moving train. Ah, uh, some fucking mad stunts, like. Aye. And then, of course, uh, 1996, you had uh, Police Story 4, a.k.a. Jackie Chan's First Strike. Oh, yeah. I forget about that one. Yeah. I mind what, like, that. I could have possibly, like, rented that from Walkers back in the day on mm. VHS. I remember... When you go in there and you get close to the front desk and they have a big glass cabinet where it was the video ah, tape yeah, in like the glass the new case. Releases. Yep. I and, remember yeah, and seeing... And you had the middle area where it was just the covers were in plastic wallets. Yes. And that was all like the I, archive. I remember seeing First Strike in that glass case. Oh, man. And I was just like, oh, fuck, I want to watch that film. <laughs> See, I, I think, like, I think First Strike, Rumble in the Bronx, and... Uh, Mr. Nice Guy was like my introduction to fucking Jackie Chan, yeah. and then it was like, "Who am I?" And exactly. Rush Hour and, and all that. That's it, and it's such a great starting point because you watch that stuff and you realize this man's amazing because you get to see all his fucking talent. And then when I read his book, I was able to f- go back because there was an in- an internet to find out these yeah. things. This was like mid nineties, it wasn't until the late nineties. Like you get on the internet, and then you didn't think to look up, like. You don't go on IMDb in 1998. I didn't yeah. think it was around then. So there was not filmography lists there. You actually had to look in the back of a book to find a list of his movies and then go to Woolworths and see if they have them. So that's a fucking step into the time machine. Um, um, I miss that shop. <laughs> Every time I walk past Iceland, it's Specsavers now. Yeah, it's so Specsavers now. Always remember it. Aye. So yeah... Uh, the franchise was rebooted in 2004 as New Police Story. Uh, again, that was... Aye, that's a Chan portrays a disgraced uh, detective named Wing and acts alongside younger Hong Kong actors. Uh, the story features a more dramatic focus, taking a darker, more serious tone. And I think that got real mixed reviews because I think some people thought it was like too overly dramatic. Like, because I'm pretty sure I think his wife dies in this one, and uh, like, sure the bad guys were fine, but I think they're like they just tortured them too much. Because hmm. that sequence at the start was really cool when all the crazy shit was happening, like destroying this elite team, and that's what turned him into like that broken man. That, yeah, I think he had like a drinking problem in there, and, uh, and then, uh, Police Story 2013. Which is also released as a police story lockdown. Nah, never, nah, never knew nah. about that one. That nah, was uh, another one where it was, 
it was like a mainland focus one. It was from a director cried uh, Ding Sheng, who'd done a great film with him prior. Cried a little big soldier, and that was like a like a buddy cop, like a a comedy, a duo comedy film, but set like in mainland China during like a like a big war, and that was surprisingly good. So from the then coming to like this police story film where it's almost like a saw movie, but in like a nightclub. Jackie Chan gets lured into a nightclub to meet, I think, like, his daughter's boyfriend, who's, a like, a nightclub owner. But yeah. turns out he's this guy that's wanted to get revenge on him from years, and now he's trapped him into this nightclub where it's got, like, a um, MMA ring and all this stuff, uh. and Jackie has to fight his way out to save, like, his daughter. And... So it's kind of, like, unleashed a wee bit. So, I uh, he's just led into this trap, but, again, he, he plays a different cop he, he's not uh, he's not Kako he's not Detective Wing it's just this other guy and they're all speaking Mandarin this time I think he maybe had a wee bit of a drinking problem in it I got like the I was gonna say the review DVD but it wasn't it it's was like a link I got for the company like a to go to a streaming site and watch it online uh. and it wasn't bad and some of this I think he does I hope it's stuntmen doing the stunts for him now, but there is some yeah, stunts. You were told about it his age. Aye, and again, uh, this one was, uh, I think it was like a dark tone throughout. There was no comedy to this one. The front mm. covers, it's like Jack with like this face and he's all got cuts, short shaved hair, and his face is all fucking scarred up. And like, fucking hell. I, I think sometimes he, he's, I think maybe it's a bit late from the change his image now, but... Yeah. Maybe he just wants to try and push himself to do something a little different mm. rather than being fucking Mr. Comedy all the time. But other than that, I think we're we're at the end of January. Cool. So uh, that's us until next January. Where again, uh, uh, it's going to be another fucking busy month. Next January, Mike. I know. So once your wedding's out of the way, January can continue again. We'll, we'll, we'll save that till then to figure out what films we're going to do at that point. Yeah. Um, but now it, it's to kick off our next prestigious season. Probably the most prestigious one yet. Ah, it's the most daring season we've done. Uh, the IMDb Top 250. Um, you'll have heard back on episode 210, I think it was. The films of 2018. At the end of that episode, we drew 25 films from a uh, from envelopes and envelopes. Yes, <laughs> I was going to say from a hat. Since said, nope, it was not a hat. It was two little white envelopes. Um, so we're, we're covering 25 random films from IMDb's top 250, and we will be starting with a big old joint review of The Princess Bride. From yeah. 1987, Andre the Giant and a bunch of other folk. That is all I know about that yeah, film. Yeah, I've I've never fully watched it. I've only seen bits. As always, as like iconic, as an iconic fucking scene in the film where one of the is it protagonists, right? What one's the good guy? The pro or the antagonist? Uh, protagonist, I think. Right, but it's like the protagonist, and it's like this speech that he does. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's, it's iconic, so yeah. Well, I look forward to seeing. It. I think it might be on Now TV. <laughs> I'll have a wee look, but 
that will be. Uh, there is, yeah, there is like some really choice films that we've got got picked out. So that list. yeah, ah, and it's going to be interesting, and it's it's one of these ones where it's, where it's me, you, and Andy. So we've got our joint reviews, and then when it comes to normally what it would be like a double review, is now going to be like a triple review if there's going to be three of us. So there's going to be some big episodes where we're going to talk about some. And again, it's a very random list of films. Like we've got everything from like Pixar to Studio Ghibli to like Akira Kurosawa to Tom Hardy MMA, and it's just like a little bit of everything over the next coming yeah. months. And the fact that there's going to be three of us doing it, it won't take. I think if we said originally it's going to be like seventeen episodes. So it could be a lot, well, not a lot less. It might be two or three less by the time we cover all our joint reviews. So, other than that, social media at FAS Podcast for Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. My Instagram has been just countless fucking January posts. Yeah. But every time I post it, it tells me there's like 105 posts on the hashtag. And again, it's like, 106 and last time I looked it was like 112 it's like other people's doing it now so I was just sitting post in January as much as I can I thought maybe I could get to 200 on the hashtag before we get to the end of the month but I just need to take a picture of a lot more Jackie Chan stuff yeah so but other than that I think it's it's only fitting to pull up some Jackie Chan music let's have a look at Police Story 2 soundtrack I'm trying to remember. I remember that part. Yeah, I don't. Jackie's singing though. Boy's got his uh, pipes on him. He does it all. Directs, acts, does his own stunts, does his own singing. Yeah. And I, ladies and gentlemen, I guess uh, fuck off and see you next January. 